Hello, fellow Xbox adventurers. Welcome to this week's episode of Xbox Quest, the number one podcast played on the Normandy and the home for all news, reviews, and segments on the world of Xbox. On this week's show, we discuss World of Warcraft coming to console, some more info on Halo Infinite split screen, and a white Xbox controller leaked. Interesting. I'm your host, Adam, and today I'm joined, as always, by the Archangel Incarnate, Jake Burton. Some women find facial scars attractive. Mind you, most of those women are Krogan. This is my favorite podcast on the Citadel. The Citadel. Citadel's cooler than the Normandy. No, the Normandy's great, but this is my favorite podcast on the Citadel. I tell that to every podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, which, which, which ring of the Citadel is this the one the most popular on? Oh, um, you know... <laughs> Calling my Mass Effect knowledge bluff because now I'm going to think of it after the show's over. The different names of the rings. The third, the third. Oh finger. man, yeah. There you go. Sure. It's the one, <laughs> the one with the, uh, with the, with the, the VI that guides you around. Oh wait, that's all of them. Okay, yeah, it's the same guy as well. Yeah. Uh, also, just I want to thank you, Jake, for noticing that I've never introduced myself before. So I'm going to do that from now on. Because I might have. We might have done it in the first episode when we talked about how we know each other and blah, 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 but it's definitely not part of our normal intro. Yeah. Listener, I assume that you know who I am, and if you don't, learn it. Yeah, find us on Twitter. Adam says his name more on Twitter because it's at the top of all of his tweets, so he has no choice. Yeah, it's always there. Also, <laughs> shout out to White Lane, as always, for the amazing intro music. Dope stuff. All right, we're going to move on to the news. Uh, it's a really light week. After an Xbox game showcase, there's almost nothing. We're grasping at straws. First up, World of Warcraft coming to console? Question mark. Uh, so apparently there was a report. Um, a Brazilian's rating board has classified World of Warcraft expansion Shadowlands for both PC and Xbox Series X. Um, so it was, yeah, it was a rating board in Brazil. It popped up. Uh, Gamitsu uh, found it, and I guess people reached out for comment. They're not going to comment on that. This is funny because this happens all the time, where it's like, hey, Italy's rating board said that this game was coming out that no one ever heard of before. They're like, ignore that. And then two weeks later, hey, that game's coming out. So I guess what are your feelings on this news? It seems, I mean, it's a rumor, but the way that it's gone in the past, confirmed? Question mark? Using a lot of question marks today. Do who? Do people want this? Somebody's got to want it. Some, yeah. I mean, you figure World of Warcraft's been out for 16 years at this point. It definitely seems like it's pretty, you know, entrenched in its fan base. Is there, is there just a whole other market of people who've never had a computer over the last 16 years who were like, now's the time for me to get into this World of Warcraft thing? A potato could play this game. Computers that existed in 2004 were able to play this game. It's not like it's like, you know, they needed to release Crisis on console. They price, you know, they price gouged everybody else out of it. They have really nice hardware, but like, what is this? 
It's it's wild. Um, there are a good amount of MMOs on consoles. So like we were talking before the show, like I played Neverwinter on console. It was a good time. I played Elder Scrolls Online. Uh, there's a couple different ones that I've I've played out, and th- they seem to work pretty okay. It is strange for the most popular one, like you were saying, 16 years later, only coming to... Ne- I mean, I guess it's only getting rated for next-gen console. Uh, so you would assume it's not coming to Xbox One. I don't know. Who knows? We could see either this is a rumor and nothing is true at all, or maybe it's only... But it's like, why you'd wait for that, this big, beefy next-gen console? And they're like, you know what? Now you guys are ready for a 16-year-old video game. Let's go. I... I don't care. I'm not going to play it. Yes, I would have played it for the past however many, like you, like you said, but I guess more options is fine. It's going to be weird to have an MMO that requires a subscription, I believe. Again, I don't play World of Warcraft, but I'm pretty sure that one requires one if you actually want to play the game. Uh, I know does. that there's... Uh, isn't there like Elder a weird... Scrolls, Elder Scrolls did for a bit, too. So yeah. Elder Scrolls It's is been free done now. on console before, but yeah, now yeah. it is free. World of Warcraft still requires a subscription. So that's just... I'm with you. It's weird, but... I mean, that's the rumor out there. Letting everybody know. Have fun playing your Night Elf Mohawks. I remember that commercial from Naked Child with Mr. T. Beautiful. That's all, that's all I know about World of Warcraft. Yeah. I've played it on and off occasionally since it came out. Not not to the point where I ever got to max level or anything. So in case we have any, you know, diehards out there, I've never been that kind of person. Because by the time I take a break and come back, I go... Who is this character that I was playing, and what do they do? I need to start over, and that's happened however many times I can't count. I don't know, but um, yeah, there's already MMOs on console, so I I don't know. Re- actually, speaking realistically, it'll probably work and be fine. And Blizzard usually makes good stuff, so I you know I doubted it when they said Diablo was coming to console, and I was like, that's weird. That doesn't make any sense. They shouldn't do that. Diablo three is going to be weird, and then it's the best version. Diablo 3 that came with the uh, Reaper of Souls and everything. Like, I enjoyed, I platinumed that. I platinumed it on PlayStation 4 and I stopped playing it on PC because it was done so well. So, I mean, they've shown they can do it before, at least in this gen. The, the N64 port of StarCraft probably argues that point a little bit, but I think enough time's passed that we can give them a second chance. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it, it, um, it's Warcraft on console. We'll see what they do, but, uh, you know, it, it, Brings up a the, the quote of a of a great man that I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, butcher, Jeff Goldblum said we only bothered to ask if we could do something, not if we should do something. <laughs> I mean that's pretty much what the quote is. Yeah, I mean World of Warcraft on consoles could just mean the end of Isla Nubar. We don't know. Exactly. You never know. All right. Uh, next, this is another quick one. Uh, Halo Infinite split screen has been uh, clarified exactly what they're planning to do with that. Uh, 343 Industries confirmed Halo Infinite's campaign will support two-player local split screen and four players online. So I think this is sort of a big deal because 5, everyone correct me if I'm wrong, I believe 5 didn't have split screen co-op for the campaign at all. And people were like, why not? We always do this. And, you know, Microsoft's, we have the numbers. People don't actually do that with games anymore, but... They said they'd bring it back, and it's back. Um, so yeah, the if you want to play four player, it's also nice to confirm that there's four players. I mean, of course, it's a Halo game; they've always had split screen, but I guess it's the first confirmation. And being able to play a game couch co op is rare these days, so good on them. Uh, I think that's cool. I mean, it's really all there is to the story. They just clarified, like, yeah, two players, couch, four online. 
play the open world Halo and split screen. Yeah, so uh, Halo 5 did not have any split screen of any kind, campaign or multiplayer. Um, so yeah, so uh, nice to at least bring it back to have the option. I don't see, I mean, I, I don't, I'm not a developer and I more than likely never will be. So I'm speaking a little bit out of out of turn, I guess, on this. So I, I don't know how much more it takes to add the ability to do split screen or if it's that much more work, but I just never see the downfall of having it. Apart from me literally just saying that I don't know how much it takes. It might be a lot of hard work, and that's exactly why the games don't do it. But um, I just, I don't know. It seems like it's an added option, unless they just want people to be forced to buy the game twice. Don't people to play it together, but like that, specifically Halo 2, like that, playing that game split screen was like a large part of my entire come up as a gamer. Whether yeah. it was playing Halo 1 and playing the campaign with friends at friends' houses, or when I was in high school and we were having Halo 3 LAN parties, where we would bring our Xboxes over to a friend's house and run long cables from room to room, and we would close the doors and have, like, strategy sessions and play 4 to a TV and have, like, giant... Yeah, it was great. That was, like, that's... Most of my memories from high school and from that generation are from playing split-screen Halo with my friends. So having that option is always cool. Um, so, I mean, I'm definitely not going to be mad at it. Hopefully they do the same for multiplayer, and there's options there for people to play together. And, uh, yeah, especially if, like, you know, I am I am lucky enough to be in a, a couple with a girlfriend who also likes playing video games. And, like, there's just so few options for good couch co-op stuff. So we end up, like, we have two TVs next to each other, so we end up, like, with me playing something on PlayStation or PC and her playing on, you know, on the Xbox and playing something. We're both playing Overwatch next to each other on different consoles, not playing together. Like, because there's just so few options for doing that. So I think the more options that games that allow you to do that and, you know, not just allow you to, but really put work into it are, you know, doing good things. Keeping the keeping the nostalgia alive for whatever's there, you know. Yeah, I think it'll be uh, more of a common occurrence this gen. I think again, I don't want to fact check myself. I don't care. Uh, I'm pretty sure that five didn't have it because it was so resource intensive to have that game running. Because you were having the game run multiple times, like it's not. Yeah. Is so, but with these new consoles, you would think that with the architecture, there should be more enough resources to allow everyone to do that. Um, I'm with you. It's it's a rare thing. It's cool that it's there. It's not a thing that I'll use, but if other people use it, have at it. Have fun. I'm all for it. I, we will absolutely be playing Halo Infinite split screen because, like I said, uh, my girlfriend is very into Halo and is very excited for it. And as soon as it comes out, we will absolutely play that campaign mode co-op together. Nope. See? So I'm, that's, I'm very happy about them adding this on. If just for that alone, there's one more thing that we can actually play together, which okay. is nice. Bringing people together. It's a good time. I've been replaying the Gears series for almost that specific reason. Yeah, those are all yeah, those are one of the rare games that are all split screen, aren't they? Yeah, and I don't I don't know if four and five are, but I know one, two, and three are. And we've been replaying the series so that we can get up to um five and, and play that one together. So I'm behind on a person who hosts an Xbox show. I haven't played the newest gears. I will, working on it. Working on replaying the entire series first. So I'll have my history and story there. Oh yeah, yeah. But, yeah, but it's fun. It's like it's fun getting to play games together with people on the couch. Forget that that's a good experience. 
It is. It's fantastic. Especially, especially when you got a kid. I'm like, yo, go in the other room, please. We'll play together. Just leave me alone. <laughs> kid, he's all good. All right. So our last news story. Uh, this was uh, from a Reddit thread that has been deleted, but of course, nothing on the internet actually gets deleted or dies. Uh, there's a leak of a white Xbox uh, Series X controller. Um, you can just look it up online. Um, again, it was from a Reddit user, Wolfie Wizardo, which I just want to say his name because it's a funny Reddit username. I love it. Beautiful. Um, yeah, it's just, we've seen the black controllers. It's the exact same thing, but it's white. Um, according to him, he's at a friend's house. Uh, his friend works for Microsoft. So people have taken this two ways. I mean, a white controller. I don't think that's a game. Yeah, of course. They have other colors of controllers. That's what happens. Uh, the, I guess the thing that people are taking away from this is someone thinks that it might be a Lockhart um, version. So maybe, you know, that this the secondary uh, color confirms the secondary console. Again, we already kind of know Lockhart's a thing, but it'd be interesting if Lockhart's are white, Series X's are black, so you get your white controllers with the Lockhart. Some people are kind of grasping at straws there and thinking that. Um, when the Xbox One launched, all of the employees of Microsoft got a special edition Xbox because they were all black originally, and the special editions were white versions. So maybe it's just another, hey, you're an employee, you're special, it's got your number etched into it or your name or whatever, and it's a thing just for employees. Maybe it's a Lockhart. Either way, I think, I, I mean, I like special edition controllers, so I'll probably have a black and a white one whenever it launches or gold or magenta or whatever nonsense colors they come out with. Cause I like silly color controllers. So it's just, it's not a huge deal, but it's people are pointing towards possible Lockhart, more evidence for that console that we kind of already know about. Yeah. I assume it's just a dev one, uh, a dev controller and that they, uh, they uh, absolutely will have different colorful versions of it because they always do for every console. So uh, it will not surprise me at all. If very quickly there is a, a white one, yeah. Um, I've yeah, I have a navy blue controller that came with my Forza console of the Expo uh, Xbox One. I have uh, a R two D two one um, that's corded that I use for if I ever need a corded controller. And we have like it, there's a million versions. I, and I have the uh, the the oh the name I'm blanking on the Xbox Lab, the custom controller. Oh yeah, the custom labs. Yeah. yeah, those are beautiful. I love it. Yeah, those are um. Yeah, so I, I don't know. I'm not looking too much into this. I think it's just you know, as far as the controller goes, it's just uh, a white controller. The real, the real news story here is that whoever actually knows this Reddit user Willie Wizardo knows he's no longer to be trusted. <laughs> Absolutely, that's the real story. You invite your friend over to your house, and he sees like the special stuff laying around, and all of a sudden is like taking pictures and sending it out to the internet to be like, leaks, I'm at my friend's house, here's his address, hope he doesn't lose his job, like, spoil the, like, dude, who, no one wants to be friends with that guy. No. Yeah, I know what you're saying, like, <laughs> all those years when I used to work at GameStop, and I would always look on, you know, IGN, GameSpot, whatever website you'd use, and there'd be early leaks for, like, retail leaks, and it was always from a GameStop employee, I'm like, that's a little different because I, I'm working for a corporation. I don't care compared to like, yeah. hey, buddy, come on over. And it's like, oh, you leak. That's literally that's my couch. That's like <laughs> you potentially getting your friend in trouble. Yeah. And there's like if you look at the picture, there's like there's like notes and stuff above it. Like it's not it's not like it's just sitting on a flat surface. Isn't there like there's there's some stuff that's framed around it. <laughs> I was like, yo, this is 
I don't know. I don't. I'm. I'm wary about this guy now. I don't. I don't know if I can trust him. That's why I deleted his Reddit account because he knew he was a snitch. Snitches get yeah. snitches. Yeah. He created him. a Reddit account to share this. <laughs> I don't know if he created the account, but it, I don't know. It seems sketchy. That's like when I used to manage it at a movie theater. We would go to watch movies early, and I would have to tell my staff, like, you're not allowed to say anything. This is a privilege. If you tell anyone anything about this movie, I swear I'll fire you. Like, I I don't care that, like, spoiling in-game is not a fireable offense. It is to me, and we're in South Carolina, so there's not much you can say about it. Like, do not ruin this thing for people. Do not give away anything that you're not supposed to be giving away. Like, we will destroy you. And, like, if it was, especially if it was, like, my friend... That I like, if I let a buddy come in and say like, hey man, you're not supposed to be here. You're not supposed to know this, but I'm going to let you watch this movie early with me. And he went out and like bragged about it on Facebook. Like I'd kick him in the chest. Yeah. Drop like, kicks all day. Yeah. Like it would change our relationship. So like, Wizardos, you got one coming to you, man. I don't know what it is, but like. But hey man, he got the hot white controller scoop. No one ever would have thought of it. The hot rumored white controller scoop. That's hope you read it famous now. Oh wait, he deleted his account, so no, he's not. Yeah, no, he's not. <laughs> all right, so that's all the news for the week. Slow week, interesting stuff there. It's all good time. All right, next we're gonna move on to our main quest. Mr. Robo, where are you off to? Stop. I'm already late. Late for what? I'm going on an adventure. And kind of going with the whole World of Warcraft coming to console, you know, ideas. Uh, I said to Jake, hey, what are PC-only games you'd like to see on a console someday? And then we took a very long time figuring it out because a lot of games are on PC and console. But we have our list, and uh, we're kind of ready to talk about it. I guess I'll, I'll start it out first. This one is cheap because it is coming to console, and it's technically not even out yet. But Baldur's Gate 3, come on, let's go, everybody. Get hyped, get excited. Uh, it's coming to early access for PC first. Um, they, the developer, uh, Larian, always does this for early access PC, final version PC, you know, complete edition comes to consoles. So maybe in a year and a half, two years, it'll come to console. But for the time being, PC exclusive, let's put it on everything. I know it will be, but I'm just very excited for this game. So any chance I get to talk about it, I'll talk about it. Yeah, that's fair. Especially because, uh, I mean, we've seen that the turn-based method is usually the kind of things that will work, because you know you don't have you you have a little more free range with your controller and like time to manage stuff. So like you know, Divinity: Original Sin works well on console. Where from what I've heard, like a game like Pillars, which is very similar in like theme and idea, like does not work so well on console. There's a lot more like real time and trying to select things and abilities like as it's happening is. That's nuts. When I play the games on PC, I have to pause every two seconds. I can't imagine trying to do it with a joystick, where, you know, Divinity works great. Baldur's Gate should work great. Very similar as far as, like, you know, very strictly turn-based and taking time to select each move should uh, should make that be a good port. Oh, yeah, no. I guess I played all of Divinity, uh, too. I'm getting close to the end. I played that entirely on console. And then also, I mean, I paid so much attention to Baldur's Gate. You're right. It's turn-based combat. And there's even a mode where you like hit a button and you select, and it turns the real world. If you want to make it turn based, so you can like sneak around and not to worry about people walking around and stuff, you can do that. So you can literally turn it into turn based anytime you want. I'm sure that'll be in the final version of the game. That'll be nice for console. It'll work great on console. Other games do. They make good stuff. So 
excited about that. My first one that I have selected uh, is in direct contrast of the things I said earlier about World of Warcraft, but I am a biased nerd, and I don't care what you have to say about it. I uh, My first selection is Star Wars The Old Republic. Um, yes, it is an MMO. Uh, yes, it's been out for a while. Not 16 years. It's been out for a while. But uh, I love that game, and I will continue to play it on PC. Even if it came to console, it's still played it on PC, but like, that is exactly the kind of game that just needs more visibility because it is very good. And it does a lot of things that MMOs have totally thrown out the window and never paid attention to for years very well. And that's like creating a good narrative and having dialogue and not just reading text boxes and stuff that does not matter at all about like why you're collecting eight goat pelts for the night elf captain of who cares like they they've games every mmo before this has never made me care about why i'm doing things i'm doing it's just a, a literal grind in pretty colors old republic is so far the only exception i've found in the mmo world and uh i mean bioware has plenty of experience on console so not like they wouldn't know how to do it putting an mmo there could be weird but i would definitely you know, be happy if it was there. More people getting the option to play it. Not a bad thing. I think that game's downfall was just that people just didn't, uh, maybe they don't realize it's free to play, or maybe they just didn't care about it enough to get it, or maybe, I don't know. But I love that game. It's the only MMO that I even bother putting any time into if I'm playing anything. It's the only one. I did not realize it was free to play. Now that I have a beefy boy PC, I actually need to play that. Uh, yeah, it's a good time. There's some limits. If you're totally free-to-play, you have the option to buy things, but I've played it free-to-play for a very long time, and uh, you run into a couple weird walls somewhere, but it's nothing that really, at least that I've noticed, that inhibits your gameplay. Maybe at the highest levels and people are really trying to get into like in-game stuff, maybe you'll notice a difference there, but I haven't yet. And it's uh, even if it's just fun to play the stories. The stories are like good and compelling, and there's eight of them. Like, I will play that game for as long as it exists because I'm still only playing through the one Bounty Hunter story and I want to see the Jedi Guardian story eventually. It's just going to take me a while. Yeah. Sounds good. Love good Star Wars stuff. So I think it's a good choice. It's good Star Wars stuff. Awesome. All right. Next for me. Uh, I love the series. I love this type of game, as you'll be able to see by some of my other choices in the list. Uh, XCOM Chimera Squad. It is PC only at the moment. Every XCOM game starts PC and comes to console. I expect it to at some point. This is like the smaller expansion thing where it kind of changes up the gameplay where you're just like playing like a, a squad, like a police squad of uh, of aliens and humans. Um, and like after post XCOM 2. It looks like a fun time. I haven't touched it yet. Um, I'm thinking about buying it maybe when it goes on sale or I just love the XCOM series so much. And I say put all those games everywhere possible because those games are fantastic. So I haven't touched it yet. I'll maybe wait a couple months to see if there's a uh, console announcement. But either way, it's definitely worth checking out just because uh, it's a good series and it's a good studio. Yeah, and they've shown they can do console before, too. So, I mean, and those are the kind of games that work well in console. Because it's the exact kind of stuff you want to port. Like we were talking about with, you know, Baldur's Gate being turn-based and you having time to make those options and, you know, with like a you know your mouse clicker, but instead with a controller, you're not rushed. So there's not much of a downfall uh, as far as porting it. And uh, yeah, the XCOM games are good, so definitely never a bad choice. 
Mm-hmm. Fantastic games, actually, but you know, I'm not gonna argue with you. <clears throat> Fantastic, <laughs> not good. Fantastic kickboxing vampire movie. What? It's community reference. Okay. I was like, what? Okay. I haven't watched Community. I've only watched like three episodes of Community, so I did not get that. Yeah. They're talking about Blade. And someone says, Are we really good? Are we really talking about a kickboxing vampire movie? And he slams his hand on the table and goes, Fantastic kickboxing vampire movie? God, I never thought of Blade as a vampire kickboxing movie, but they're not they're not incorrect. It's exactly right. <laughs> uh, go ahead and do your third one. Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll go ahead and do You have an extra one for me, and I'll, I'll chime in after. I actually don't have one more than... I have one more than you, so I guess I'll go next. All right, so my last one on my list, another tactics-based game. It is actually coming to console, even though they won't give us a date, you cowards. Gears Tactics. Uh, it is a phenomenal game. It is an exclusive. Another tactics-based game. Story's great. Performances are great. Liam O'Brien's in it. That's a fun time. And I, it's XCOM in the Gears world, but there's enough differences that it actually doesn't play like... If you play it like XCOM, you will lose. Uh, you have to kind of be a little more aggressive at times and then also kind of play more defensive in certain situations. I think your Texas is fantastic, and I will champion that game till the end of time. It's a great one. It's coming to console um, at some point in the future. Just give me a date, and until then, I'm going to say you're not putting it on console. You cowards, give it to me. I love your game. Kisses, goodbye. <laughs> the compliment sandwich. I love your game. I hate you. I love your game. <laughs> <laughs> I'll kiss you. I'll kiss you if you give me this game. Uh, yeah, it. it uh, I have almost exclusively not looked into Gears Tactics at all. Um, but if it's as good as XCOM and other, you know, turn-based strategy games like that. Maybe it's worth it. I do enjoy the Gears world. I like those characters. Liam O'Brien is a god amongst men. So, I mean, that's definitely not a bad thing. Who does he play in that? What if he I feel like he's the villain. Mm, well, he's not the the alien villain. He's like your commander, like human commander, fucking, you know, high chief president. He's not, you know, but he's like, oh, don't do this job because I'm telling you what to do. Like, he's that guy. How, where does this game take place in the Gears? Timeline. This takes place after Emergence Day, but before Gears 1. Okay. I was wondering if you played Kim, because Kim is your lieutenant at the start of 1 before he gets gutted. Spoiler alert, sorry, the game came out today. You actually play as uh, Kate Diaz's father. Mm. So the character you play in 4 and 5. Yeah. Yeah, you play her dad. Very cool. Yes. Cool voice is that? That guy, I don't know, but Kate is voiced by Laura Bailey, so. Well, yes. Yeah. That's why I was wondering. You start looking at these games and you go, okay, there's there's a critical role. There's, okay. Uh, and you start looking at the line and you go, oh, there, there's all of them. Okay. Yeah. Took me a while to realize that when I was playing Pillars of Eternity 2. And, and, and I was like, wait, every single one of you, it's all of you. It's the entire it's cast. Is the main ca- every playable character is, like, oh, yep, there's, okay. Yep, that's every single one of you. Got it. Good. I didn't catch it until I played a lot of that game, too. <laughs> so they're very good voice actors, guys in their voices. Um, yeah, could be worth checking out, then. Um, my last one, uh, I have hope for, for actually coming to console. Nothing's confirmed. We know nothing. I don't know. But Double Fine has been doing this really cool thing that Jake likes, where they take old point-and-click adventure games, and they're remastering them and putting them on console. 
They did it with the first two Monkey Islands. They did it with Full Throttle, which is one of my favorite games of all time. And I platinumed it like the day it came out. They did it with Day of the Tentacle. You know, they're, it seems like they're working their way through the old LucasArts handbag. And the one that I want them to do next, there's a precedent for it, because they've done the first two, is the third, The Curse of Monkey Island. It's my favorite Monkey Island game. I think it's the best of the three. Just give it to me. Give, you already gave me the other two. Just yeah. give me the third one. What are you and waiting that, for? That one is that one's never been anywhere except for PC. No, PC and yeah, just PC, uh, Mac maybe. Well, yeah, yeah, but, yeah, but, but uh, yes, nowhere else. Yeah, I'm with you nowhere because else at all. they re they redid the first two and put them. I believe we were talking 360 games, right? Or in that yep, era? It was, yep, it was on 360. Yep. Why would they do two, one and two but not three? That's wild. Yeah, I don't. I think three aged far better because if you go back and look at the original one. It looked pretty rough, and it's very, very pixely, and the colors are even kind of weird spots. Yeah. But um, three looks like even to this day like pretty like hand drawn, and um, and looks pretty nice. I think. So I think it's probably the only real reason is that it it holds up the best out of the three of them. If you go back and look at the original versions, like that's not a good excuse. Even if you just ported that same one, put it on console, just for me. This is like a happy birthday, Jake. Here's hey, the curse Jake, of Monkey there Island. Here's a video game. Res- for you. Rescue Elaine from being a gold statue. Please. <laughs> you gotta defeat LeChuck one more time. Like, that's all I want. Not all I want, but like of the PC games that we were looking at, it was like none of these make sense to be on console, or they would be super weird, or they definitely already are and have been for a long time. Except for this one. Now there's other games in that LucasArts handbag they could pull out, like the dig is very good. Um, I don't remember if this is LucasArts, but like under uh, Beneath the Steel Sky is a point-and-click adventure that I've always wanting to play, and I've never been able to find a good version of it. So, like, those are the ports we need here, man. Or just Curse of Monkey Island. Yeah, just Monkey Island is the one I recognize. That's the one they should do. Didn't they also do a... I don't know if it was Double, or, you know, like Tim and his people. Did they, didn't they do an Indiana Jones game back in the day? I do believe there was a point-and-click Indiana Jones that I never um, but yeah, a- especially because it was it was Lucas Arts. Um, I mean, it's Lucas. Isn't I believe it's it called Fate of Atlantis. If you're googling it, hmm. you look that up. Luke, and I'll, yeah, Indiana I'll- Jones and the Fate of Atlantis is a point and click adventure by Lucas Arts, originally released in 1992. Yeah, so that is exactly one. Give me Indiana Jones and Curse of Monkey Island. I'll be happy. Yo, just combine those two games. Put. It literally give me Indiana Jones and the Curse of Monkey Island, and that's just one title. And it's you just mash them together, and Indiana Jones and Guybrush Three Put or or a tag team, and it's yeah, let's do that. I don't even know what that is, but that, that's turn the whole genre on its head, man. <laughs> just jam these games together, put them on the moon. We'll have a good time. <laughs> Tim's like, you know what? Everyone likes remaster these old games. They're all one game now, guys. Have a good time. Yep. Guybrush, Indiana Jones is a motorcycle riding pirate on the moon. Let's do it. (laughs) Jack Black is there singing a rock song. Yes. Yes, he is. Ollie's there for some reason. Uh, All right. So that'll be it for our main quest. Um, I think that was was a good list of some PC games. I'm down with it. Down with the sickness. All right. Next, we're going to move on to what we've been playing. (laughs) This is going to be a shorter one because we literally just did the show on Thursday and it's only been a couple days. Uh, for me, 
just more Far Cry New Dawn. I just got a little more into it. And nothing else except for our Game Pass weekly game. So, more Far Cry. Good times. Sounds like we're going to go to the next segment. Because I have exclusively played the game on our... That is our Game Pass game. Unless you guys want to hear me talk about uh, mobile games that I play on my breaks at work. Uh, but that's probably not a good point of topic. I, am, I have been playing Idle Champions of the Forgotten Realms, the D&D mobile game. That's uh, It's a good time. I've almost unlocked every single character, so I don't know what I'm going to do once I get that. <laughs> What's my next goal? But uh, yeah, I've been playing that on mobile, having a good time, unlocking new characters, mobile games. Good but time. besides that, only been playing the Game Pass game. All right, I guess we'll go ahead and move on to Game Pass Weekly, our segment of the show where we talk about what's going on in the world of Game Pass. Uh, You know, Thursday we got 20-something games announced for it, but is there anything new this week? Uh, So actually, there are, uh, there's nothing new coming to Game Pass that we hadn't talked about at least Thursday. Not enough time for them to make any new announcements, but... Um, the one thing that is, you know, fairly newsworthy in there is that we, again, we already discussed this part, but um, today, Tuesday, is the day that Grounded um, from Obsidian is available on Game Pass. So we already knew it was coming, but it is today. So if you haven't already downloaded it, go do that and tell Obsidian you love them, because you should, and I do. I concur. All right, so our review from last week, quote-unquote, four days ago or whatever the actual timing was, uh, we decided to play and review Carrion, uh, published by Devolver Digital. It, who, where do we want to start? I guess just real quickly, it is a Metroidvania uh, side-scroller game where you play the biomass monster that escapes in the lab, and so you're, you're, you're the bad guy monster doing Metroidvania stuff. So I guess, Jake, I'm going to let you lead off. How do you feel about Carrion? How much time do you get in? How do you feel about it? We chose this game because it, it was a smaller game, and we both wanted to play it with a shorter week. I think that worked out well. So just uh, go ahead and jump into it. Uh, yeah, so I got, again, we've talked about this before. I have no concept of time in terms of video games. I know it's the only thing I've played since Thursday, yeah. and I got about uh, two or three really good nights in, I think, um, after work. And uh, I, I got to the point where at least I have, I'm assuming, all three forms mm-hmm. of the biomass monster. I don't know how far you got. There could be a fourth. There was room along the top of the screen, but it I made two. sense for me to be on the third one. I have two at the moment, but I know that there's three based on things in the environment. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so I've got three. I've, got all, I've unlocked all my abilities at this point. It seemed like I was getting really close to wrapping it up. Um, and, and starting to get towards the end, because more and more, you know, epic stuff was starting to happen, and fighting these different, uh, uh, like, walker machine gun monsters, and lots of them at a time. Mm-hmm. It seemed like it was heading that direction. Um, I had a lot of fun with this game. I've been craving a Metroidvania for a while, mainly because I'd never really played the Metroid or Castlevania series as they were, like, coming out and happening and in their prime. So I go back and I like I love watching um, like AGDQ, like uh, awesome games done quick and speedruns, and those are just phenomenal speedrun games. So I always watch other people play them and have so much fun, and some of them look really good. But I thought like it was something I missed. I've been wanting a really good Metroidvania lately, and this was a small taste 
of that. So I very much enjoyed the actual time I had playing with it. Um, it is, yeah, it's unique. It's you're so used to it being like, uh, you know, you're Ryan Reynolds and Jake Gyllenhaal, and you're running from this terrible monster that's trying to trap you and get to Earth. But getting to, you know, turn the tables on the, uh, the, the you know, this the underground research facility you're in, and be the horrifying monster and grow and get new powers and evolve through these different experiments was. Uh, very cool. Something that I don't think I've had the opportunity to do in a game before, really. Not to this extent. Um, it's cool. There's good puzzle elements. And having to, like, navigate. But the farther you get, the more you're, like, navigating between your three different forms. Because each, each biomass size that you get, depending on, you know, how many people you eat, has different abilities. So, like, your smallest one has, like, a stealth ability, and it can shoot this, like, long this long arm thing to like uh, tr- like a trigger levers or switches through walls and doors. But then like your bigger one can ram through some of those doors. And then the biggest one can like throw these crazy spikes at people and pull them to you. So there's like a pull ability and you need to like balance that and go, okay, well I need to go hit this switch on the other side of this door. So I got to go drop off some of my size and, go down to the small version and go do it. And then maybe I can come back and get this to go fight the guys. And there's, there's a lot there. It's cool enough puzzle elements that kept me thinking it wasn't, you know, super obvious what to do all the time, but it wasn't also like mind numbing, ridiculous. Like what the hell do I do and getting stuck and trapped? It was like, there's an answer here and I will find out and it will be cool. And that was kind of how it went the whole time. Uh, I, I only have one, one hang up, and I think it was done on purpose. So it's not really a hang up, but sometimes controlling as you get bigger, controlling your character can get really wonky. But it's just you're going through small spaces, and by the time you're up to that third biggest form, like if you're going through a, like a narrow card, or you're literally all this the whole screen, and when you're trying to reach out towards something, it's like which end is the tentacle coming from, and the game would get confused sometimes on which end I was trying to reach out with my tentacle arm and which end they were pointing with. And it was sometimes going through certain doors was difficult, but also the game wants you to go back and forth between the sizes. So maybe that was their way of saying like, yes, you have more health powerful, but like maneuverability is not quite as good. So there's a payoff. If it was done intentionally, then I think it works because it did make me at points want to go get smaller and be able to maneuver a little better. But if not, and it was just like, you know, the controllers are wonky and that's different. But that's really my only problem with it. And that's uh that's saying a lot. It's fun. It looks nice. I like the little there's little flashbacks throughout the game that that show you, you know, this little dude going and exploring the place. And uh, you know, I, I don't know exactly what's going to come of that. Maybe there's more that'll tell me by the end of the game, but it's you you go back to this person and he's exploring the same place you're in, but it's very clear that it's past, and that's cool. There's definitely some sort of narrative there to this game where there's you know there's no speech, there's no dialogue, but it's good. I like this game. You all should play it, Adam. What do you think? Oh yeah, no, I love this game. Ever since uh, Friday afternoon or whatever it was, I've been playing it every like just like you been playing it every night. Um, Except for maybe one night, whatever. Plenty good amount. Uh, I love. I like the the whole element is like, all right, so you're in like an area or whatever, and there's a door, and you've got to go 
put your mass into these holes so shit can grow out of it and like pull the doors open. You can see move on. And yeah, you're just doing puzzles up to that point. Uh, I love the way that the monster, like aesthetically the way that it moves, like every time you move it, cause it doesn't have arms or legs. It's a mass. So every time you move a little bit, little arms, little tentacle arms, like stick to the walls and like pull your body. Oh dude, it's so cool. I love that. Uh, I think it's fantastic. I love the puzzle stuff. I like the combat, like trying to, like there's a, a growl ability where you just it lets you figure out where th- it's like an echolocation, but also bad guys will be like, oh shit, there's a monster growling, and they'll get distracted, and then you just swarm behind them and just eat ten people at once. Uh it's a it's a good time, dude. I'm I've been loving all the getting all the power-ups. Um I think it's great. I really like this game a whole of a lot. The my only problem with it, because I don't have the third form, so I don't have a problem moving around yet. And I guess I understand why they would do it, but not having no map at all makes going back because it's metroidvania so it's like uh, now that i have this size and this ability i can go back to the earlier areas because there are um special containment thing there's like there's secrets secret in in each uh little level and you can go back i think i've only got one or two of them and it gave me some sort of power up i don't remember what exactly it was it gives you some sort of power up um not being able to have a map and again, I guess you're, I get it. You're a monster biomass or whatever, but like trying to find the door to go back to a level after you have a power, it's just, it's, it's very difficult. You don't know where you're going. Like, unless you just memorize or everything, you're just going to go from screen to screen, to screen, to screen, finding stuff. And again, I guess I can understand if they made it. It's like you're a monster. You don't have a map, but on a gameplay level, it's really difficult. Pretty much the way I'm, I'm playing it is I got the one secret power up thing. And I'm just moving forward because trying to go back and figure stuff out is it's it's going to be too difficult. So I, I I'm not going to 100 it. It is what it is. I'll enjoy it a lot, but I, yeah, that's my only one gripe is that you, if you're a collectible person, you're going to have to play this with a guide because unless you just jotting down maps of everything, it, it doesn't tell you that stuff. Which again, that's a small thing, not a huge deal. The gameplay itself and the way that the powers work, it's all fantastic. This, I mean, if I'm just Throwing it out there, definitely download on Game Pass. And this is one of those, like, for the king, where I might actually just buy a copy as well, just to support these guys, because they've done such good work. But you're going to get my Game yeah, Pass, agree. and you're going to get my money. Um, I don't know what the regular retail price is, but I certainly think, if you know, whatever it is, is you know, you assume with this kind of game, it's around 10 or $20. But it's definitely worth it, Game Pass or not. Yeah, I'll double check real quick because you're going. But yeah, 100%. Yeah, this game is it's fantastic. I definitely say check it out, especially if you have Game Pass. There's no reason not to. And if you've got the extra money, I'd, yeah, I'd say throw it their way. Yeah. And yeah, the map thing is definitely strange, especially if I really made no attempt at going backwards. Once I realized there was no map, I was like, no, I'm only moving forward through the plot and, you know, doing the things that are very immediately recognizable the right ways to go because it absolutely would be impossible to find your way back through some of these places. Especially because some of them, I don't even know if there's an option to go back because when you go through the level, like you said, you squeeze into one of those holes and you like infect the environment with your like biomass and it grows a thing out. And then once you come through the other side, it's just a save point left behind you. So can you even backtrack through those? Yes, there are specific doors. You'll notice whenever you, above them, there's a little ticker, and it's like it'll tell you what percentage of the map you've done, and it'll tell you if you get your thing. So it's like the little whenever you you put your mass in the holes and your things grow out, and then it opens that door to the next level. 
you can go back and forth through that door. So you can technically through, backtrack. Yeah, through those doors, yes. Yes, but, it but is, there's other doors that that's not the case with. There's some doors that it just looks like a And I just assume that I'm going to like do the biomass spreading and and go in and then, you know, infect it, get a new save point, get a new point to go back and retrieve health and everything. But then it's just like, boom, you're in a new level and you just popped in and it wasn't the normal like door opening way. It was just like, oh, I'm somewhere else now. And now that's a safe point right there and not a pathway. Yeah, it can so be confusing. We're definitely making the point uh, that the map could be better or having a map would be fantastic. Yeah. But like you said, if you just push forward and just go, it's awesome. That's just, yeah. I think it's the way to play it. At no point in just moving forward have I really gotten lost. No. Like it's, I, I've made no attempt to go back and try to do other things. Everywhere, even, even the game does a lot of looping around and bringing you back to a couple points throughout, but they make it very clear once you're back in that room, even though it's the same room you've been in before, which way you're now supposed to go. Yeah. Every time that there's one specific room that you've come into very early that I think I've been back into three or four times. And every time I do, there's another thing that goes, Oh, this door's open now because of a thing you did. And it yeah. very clearly shows you that. So there's not, the game's not trying to get you lost. It does a good job of pushing you through the map. But yeah, if you're right, if you're trying to go back and do all the things and get all the whatever the little um, bonuses are, best of luck. Yeah, that'd be my little that is a small complaint. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and it's 19.99. Uh, so yeah, I mean, definitely download it. Tweet at those guys, tell them they did good stuff, and if you got the extra money, again, I mean, that's just me. Or the soundtrack is also ten dollars. Soundtrack's pretty dope. Maybe just throw some money for that. So yeah, that was our in-depth review of. Carrion, which is available on Game Pass. Feel free to give us suggestions for what game to pick each week. All right, so our game for next week, I asked for suggestions, and we, we brought it up on Thursday. Riku wants us to play Nier Automa, so uh, <laughs> we're going to play Nier for next week's uh, Xbox Quest. Perfect. Nier Automato. Automato. Absolutely. Great time. So yeah, I have it downloaded and I'll get started. I'll see how many endings I get through. I don't expect to get all the way to Z, Beta, whatever this game Hell is Hell no. We can't beat Carrion. <laughs> you are absolutely not getting through multiple endings of Nier Automata. <laughs> we also only had three days for Carrion, so it's a little different. Okay. Do you want me to go back to previous examples of games we had more time for? I'm not saying I beat games. <laughs> <laughs> we had 11 days for Ori. We did not get very if you if this is the one that you like crushed, I'm I'm going to applaud you, sir. It might be. This might be my week. You never this know. Your one. It's the one that catches you though. That's one thing about when you're playing games and you got a week, is you really have to like value time and go like Man, there's other stuff that I'm playing. I do do this as like a hobby. It's not like I, oh I can only play carry in this week. But like I legitimately kind of only wanted to play carry in this week. Same here. That's but, what I wanted to do. Yeah. yeah. There's other weeks where I've gone like Oh, I could play Ori, which is cool, but like I kind of want to play Ghost of Tsushima some more. Yeah. Uh, and then I, you know, I did that instead. Uh, I also played way too many hours of Kingdom Hearts, but it's not yeah, the point. you went all <laughs> in on the point. We played uh, Goose the- Game, and I was like, I got two levels in. I'm done. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I almost beat Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> like, I got, I got two levels into Goose Game. <laughs> uh. Fantastic. We'll find, we're going to find one that you swing on me. <laughs> and I look up and you go, Platinum Nier Automata, guys. Sorry, I 100% in Nier Automata. Sorry, I forgot what show I'm on. 
uh, I achievement hunted near Automata. Is that what you say? Sure. What do you say when you get all the achievements for a game? I think you just 100% it. Or 1,000 gamers. I don't care. I don't 100% anything. I the completionisted this game. I completely finished it. I the completionisted it. I automatonated it. There you go. <laughs> All right, thank you for joining us this week on Xbox Quest. Please leave a five-star review. Share us with a friend. Also, feel free to follow us on social media at Xbox Quest. If you want to join in on the show, we'll take guests. That sounds like a fun time. Suggest a topic. Tell us how you feel about the Game Pass Weekly game. You better love carrying. Or just ask us anything in general. Feel free to shoot us an email at xboxquestpodcast at gmail.com. Thank you, Jake, for joining me on our quest. We'll continue our journey with Xbox next week. Have a good one, y'all. And we out.